0: Hi, this is Pastor Robert Blanchard from Lansing First United Methodist Church here in Lansing, Michigan. I just want to take a moment to thank you for checking out our sermon podcast, and if you want to learn more about what we do here at Lansing First, or you want to support us in our mission of going deep, reaching out, and loving Lansing, you can do so online at lansingfirst.org. Thanks. Our third scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beast, and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. Author of life, we thank you for your word. And we ask you that your spirit would be with us this morning to transform us in heart and mind and soul. Amen. Those of you who've been paying close attention to our gospel readings may have picked up on the interesting thing that the lectionary is doing this year. If parts of this morning's lesson sound familiar to you, it's because we've heard it several times already in the last couple of months. At the beginning of December, we started at the very beginning of this chapter and went right up to the beginning of today's reading. Then in January, we started at verse 4, and we went to about the middle of today's reading. And now, this morning, we've shifted our attention just a few more verses down the page. On the one hand, this repetition feels very appropriate for this year as many of us feel like we're caught doing the same things day after day and week after week. But there's something else going on here, too. By visiting and revisiting the beginning of Mark's gospel, we're able to see how the same story can speak to us in entirely different ways, just based on where the emphasis is placed in the story. So back in December, at the beginning of Advent, the emphasis was on John the Baptist and the proclamation that Jesus was soon to arrive. Then, in January, at the beginning of Epiphany, the emphasis was on Jesus' baptism and his arrival into the world. And now, at the beginning of Lent, the emphasis is on Jesus' own time of preparation for his ministry— In each of these cases, the story of Jesus' life mirrors where we find ourselves in the liturgical calendar. As we re-embody the divine story of redemption through our calendar of holy seasons, we re-embody the experience of all creation responding to the word of God made flesh. From anticipation to celebration and now in active participation. As I've just said, we are in the season of Lent now. This season began on Wednesday and is 40 days, not counting Sundays, of preparation for the celebration of Easter. Traditionally, this is a season of fasting, but if you had a chance to catch my Ash Wednesday video, then you know that this year might be a year to cut yourself some slack on that front. We have already given up so much over the course of the last year that asking of ourselves to give further might not be healthy for us right now. So instead, I invited you to see if you could add something to your life this year rather than taking something away. I suggested that maybe you could look into different forms of prayer or start up a new reading habit with Scripture To do something, in other words, that will help you grow deeper in your relationship with God that isn't a fast. Now maybe a fast is what you need right now. Maybe during the pandemic you've picked up some habits that aren't good for your mental, physical, or spiritual health. Maybe you need to be intentional about dropping those habits because they're turning your body, your mind, or your soul away from God. If that's the case for you, then absolutely go ahead and fast. Whether you choose to add a new spiritual discipline to your life or whether you choose to fast of something that's turning you away from God, the point of this season, the point of doing those things is to turn us back to God, to use the church word, to repent it's to recenter us on who God made us to be and what God has called us to do. This recentering, this purpose seeking, is what Jesus was doing when he went into the wilderness. Mark's gospel is, as is often the case with stories about Jesus, the least descriptive and most matter of fact account of this wandering. All we see in today's readings is that the Spirit sent him into the wilderness. He was there 40 days. He was tempted by Satan. He was with wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. The Gospels of Matthew and Luke both have versions of the story in which we actually see the dialogue between Jesus and Satan. They give us some sort of understanding as to what temptations were presented to Jesus. And John doesn't include this part of the story at all, but he does have stories elsewhere that mirror the temptations that Jesus faces in the wilderness according to Matthew and Luke. So, Mark really is the version that gives us the least specific information, but also gives the most room for our imaginations to work with the Holy Spirit in understanding those 40 days. As I sat with this text this week, I remembered something from the traditions of the church about Jesus at this point in time. Jesus, when he wandered into the wilderness and began his ministry, was about my age. He would have been around 30 years old, and so for the first time in my life this year, I'm probably older than Jesus was when his ministry began. Now, maybe things have changed over time, but my guess is that they haven't changed that much because people are people no matter when or where they're born. So maybe those of you who have more life experience can remember what it's like to be this age. And if you haven't gotten to this point in your life yet, maybe you wonder what it will be like. But this is kind of an awkward phase in a person's development. You're getting old enough that the experimentation of adolescence and early adulthood is starting to be behind you. You're not yet old enough that you've really become established in who you are. It's somewhere in between the expectations that others have for you, the expectations that you have for yourself, and what you've actually done with your life. We often, in our popular culture, imagine an identity crisis as someone who's middle-aged going out and getting a sports car or leaving their desk job to chase their bliss. But according to psychologist Eric Erickson, we're actually moving through a series of stages throughout our life where we grapple with different issues connected to our identity. Now imagine on top of all that usual identity searching that you've just been out to see your cousin John who's making a name for himself as a preacher out in the desert. And while you're out there with him, he baptizes you with water And the Holy Spirit descends from the clouds in the shape of a dove and declares that you are the Son of God. I think I would have to go spend some time in the wilderness to process what just happened as well. So Jesus withdraws into the wilderness to wrestle with the temptations of having the authority that he does to find his place among the other creatures of the wilderness and to let other beings care for him while he does some soul searching. Then, after 40 days, Jesus reemerges and begins proclaiming the good news that the kingdom of God is at hand. Lent is a chance for us to do the same. It's a chance for us to spend time wrestling with who God has called us to be. In many ways, the pandemic has had us wrestling with these questions for nearly a full year now. Who are we called to be in the midst of an unprecedented crisis? We've been forced to pause and get back to basics We're called to be people who do the things that need to be done in order to love our neighbors, even when it means a sacrifice on our own part. We're people who are called to proclaim the good news of God, even when the way that we're used to doing it isn't possible. My siblings in Christ, if we're honest with ourselves, I think we all know that we've been in this wilderness for longer than the amount of time that the pandemic has disrupted our lives. Growing up in the church, I've never known a time when we weren't wrestling with declining membership or when we weren't feeling the effects of our cultural relevance slipping away. How many different solutions have you heard over the years about what it will take to turn the church around. The solution has been there the whole time, but we've been looking so frantically for something to save us that we've overlooked the obvious. We've been looking everywhere for an answer when the only place that we need to look is upon the face of God. The answer that we've been looking for is Lent, We've needed a return to basics. More time in prayer. More time studying the scriptures. More time figuring out who we are, how God is calling us to active participation in the plan of redemption, and how to share that good news with our neighbors. This year has been hard. We have lost much. But in our loss... Let us find new life. Let us continue to prepare for the new future that is before us so that when we see each other face to face again, we will emerge from the wilderness proclaiming the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the gospel. Amen. Christ, you wandered through the wilderness to prepare for your ministry. Send your Spirit upon us so that we may emerge from the wilderness better knowing you. Prepare us for the mission set forth by the Heavenly Father to reconcile the world with your love and your peace. Amen.